the Pittsburgh Steelers get a chance to rebound against the Denver Broncos at home. But at one and three, is it time to start being desperate? Are there time? Is it time to start making some changes as to what the team is doing? The team does not think that way. We talked to one of their key players, Minka Fitzpatrick, on Thursday at the Steelers practice facility. We're going to discuss what Minka had to say about the Steelers and how they can take a good step forward in week four at Heinz Field. Joining me will be Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI. And remember, here on the Locked on Steelers podcast, we appreciate you making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms for you to check us out. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like our video on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It helps us out. Leave us a five-star rating with a positive comment on Apple, and you get a special shout-out at the end of the show. Now, we do apologize. We got some technical difficulties. Our sound's a little different. We had some mic issues, so if we're not as clear as we have been, we will get back to that very shortly, but we're just keeping y'all updated but joining me as always on Fridays here is Jenna Harner channel 11 WPXI in Pittsburgh Jenna how you doing happy Friday Chris I'm so happy happy to be here as always it's my favorite part (laughs) it's the best way to end the week what more could you want indeed that's 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 it right there it's the best way to end the week we're talking Steelers we're talking football now Jenna I know a lot of Steelers fans are, have been in the doom and gloom. There's already people predicting like which first overall quarterback that they should take in the in the NFL draft this year. Like there's all sorts, all sorts of that going on. But the Steelers, especially we always talk about it under Mike Tomlin, they've never caved, they've never given up on a season, they've always bounced back. And everyone's kind of looking for when is that gonna happen, if it's gonna happen this year. Well, Minka Fitzpatrick was asked a lot like how other people have been asked, you know, are you guys, you know, thinking about, you know, is there any panic here? Is there any panic button being pressed? And Minka Fitzpatrick assured everyone, no. We're not thinking that he and he brought up how back in 2019 when he was traded to the Steelers, they fell to one and four at one point, And that was when they had had to eventually call upon Devlin Hodges uh, to, to start winning games for them. So um, there's a sense that I think that a lot of players on this team know that they can dig their, their way out of a tough situation. But this is also a young team. When you talk about Minka Fitzpatrick, Devin Bush, you know, T.J. Watt, these are all guys in their in their early to mid 20s who, you know, before you had more Marquise Pounces and David DeCastros along with Ben Roethlisberger to say, hey, man, we've been here before. But Jenna, what's your take? Is this the time Is this a time when the Steelers are, should be like, you know what, certain things haven't been working. We need to just start changing things up because this isn't the formula this year. Or do you think that there's actually a forgeable path with the way that they, that there is something that they're that they're playing towards that they can actually achieve if they keep playing this way? To me, there's so many interesting facets to all of this because I feel like coming into the season, so many people had already said the Steelers weren't going to be making the playoffs. There were so many people that said this is not going to be their year to make the playoffs. This is definitely not going to be the year to win a Super Bowl. And I think beating the Bills gave a lot of people a different look at what this team was, at what this team is currently right now. Because if they hadn't beaten the Bills – Obviously, there would be a lot more conversation here, but with them being 0-4, but 
that Bills win, I think, gave people a little bit of a sense of false security, where it's like, okay, we knew that this team wasn't going to be spectacular, but they just beat the Bills, a Super Bowl contender. And I think a lot of people forget, too, there's so much parity in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And when you Mm -hmm. say literally any given day, and I mean literally any given day, look back at last weekend, the New York Giants and the New York (laughs) Jets both won on the same day. I didn't think. When does that happen? At all. Never. It does not. So I I think there's a lot of needing to pump the brakes here. But I think that there are some things that do need to change. And I think it starts with the offense figuring out what is going wrong. Now, you and I have talked a lot about what is wrong with the offense. And it comes down to Ben Roethlisberger and some of the decisions that he's making, some of the choices he's making, some of the options he's not fully seeing. And we heard from him this week. You know, we heard from Mike Tomlin too. basically say it's mechanical things. It's things they believe can be fixed. Now, whether they can be fixed or not is a whole other side of the coin. But this is a team who you mentioned those young guys. A lot of those guys have not gone through adversity like this. I don't know just because we haven't talked to him. I don't know if Najee Harris has ever lost three games in a row. (laughs) I think think when he had lost two games in a row, he was like, this has never happened to me. He was like, the last time was like high school. Right. So, you know, for these guys, this is unfamiliar territory. But we also forget that they're so talented at what they do. The mental aspect of this game is such a big part of what they do week in and week out that for them, they know how to steady the ship. They're not the ones, you know, I love the outside perspective that we bring because if you put yourself in in their shoes, of course there's frustration, of course there's anger, but how do you move forward? How do you adjust from it? That is something they're so day to day that they can turn the page quickly. They can move on. They can adjust. They can figure things out. And again, I feel like we kind of go back, you know, you always come back to the defense, but this defense can keep this team in game. So it's, of course, it's not doom and gloom in terms of let's press the panic button. We're going to go winless the rest of the season. Statistically, that also just will not happen. Right. However, there are some improvements, like we mentioned, the offense that things just, Ben has to make better decisions. He has to. Right. And, and and we know the offensive line is part of it, but we yeah. also knew that they don't always be part of it. What we didn't yeah. think was that Ben Roethlisberger would come out and, and not make the throws that he needed needed to make. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I put a couple plays on, on my Twitter account. We talked to Matt Canada uh, on, on Thursday as well. And, you know, he was asked about, you know, some of those fourth down plays and, you know, and, and what's going on. And they said, hey, man, like, you know. You, you know, that when they came out in the zone defense, did you guys call call us a play just to beat man defense and it just didn't work? And he says, no, we have zone beaters and man beaters on every single pass play. And I went back to the all 22. I posted on my Twitter account at Carter Critiques. You can go through my profile and you can see the play that I posted there and you can see, yeah. Juju and James Washington doing shallow crossers. Those are designed to beat man. But if you look outside, Deontay Johnson slips behind the cover too. It is in the perfect pocket to catch a pass and do a lot of damage with his legs after it. If Ben sees him and throws him the ball. Now, Yes, on, on that play, Ben gets hit shortly after he gets the ball off to Juju. But again, it's, it's about him recognizing it and seeing what's happening on the field. The same thing with the other fourth down failure where he didn't hit Pat Fryermuth and he checked it down to Najee Harris. It's been, a, it's been a consistent theme with Ben as he has to see the field better. He has to make better decisions with it, with his mind with his and with, and with his arm. That's what we have to see change here. Now, the Broncos are a team with a with a really good defense. They're very talented. We all know about Vaughn Miller. That's a superstar player, one of the best edge rushers of this past generation. But 
you got a really talented secondary. Patrick Sertan is going to be out there. One of the top picks of this draft. My, for my money, he was the best cornerback in this past in this past class. But then you also got Justin Simmons, who intercepted Ben Roethlisberger last year, and Kareem Jackson at the safety position. They're not afraid to flip flop, to move around, to, to to disguise things, and it's those disguises that are giving. Ben the biggest problems whenever a safeties go too high and they switch to one high or one high and they switch to two high that's when he freezes up doesn't go to his second read or takes too long to get to his second read and then all of a sudden he's like the, the, the routes have developed and the defense has reacted to those routes and the play is kind of a bust that's to me is is where the biggest thing has to happen this week but again that's why it shouldn't be a panic button just yet it's not like you're asked if the play if the play calls for the Steelers were calling for Ben Roethlisberger to run for 10 yards okay different story with that that's a panic button move but these are very convertible reasonable plays being asked of him and being asked of the defense you know you know you're you're, you're expecting them hey if you can hold them a little bit more on on the run plays if you can win a little bit more on third downs like we know that you can because you did it last year that's what the Steelers need to do is to get back to doing the things that are expected of them on on, on their given plays and win those matches because truly to me Jenna I do think they're being schemed into successful opportunities yeah, absolutely. And again, we, you know, we saw it, it's not like I, I keep going back to the Green Bay game because it's not like they were out of it until late in that game. Right. Right. It's not like, I mean, if we go back to the two miscues with Juju, those easily, both of those could have been mm-hmm. touchdowns. Yep. So, of course, there's, you know, and then obviously the 10 point swing that was the blocked um, kick on that. Yeah. Play. But, Black field, though. Yeah. The black field goal again that is just you know for all of the oh this team is horrible there's a lot they need to fix absolutely mm-hmm. but they they had they gave there were chances presented now if they score on those does that mean they go on to win the game absolutely not but there were chances presented for this team to find success and that is crucial we've heard them say kind of all week and even all at the end of last week you know we're one play away we're consistently one play away well good teams find ways to make those plays exactly and that's what the Steelers need they just need to make those plays to be a good team this year we'll see if they can do that we're going to give our picks and our explanations of how we see this Broncos game going down in just a little bit here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. But first, we got to talk to you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online, it's the number one place to place all your bets. And with football back, you want to get in on all the action in college football and pro football right now with an updated website, new interface, more odds, more props, more contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to their website right now. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on all capital letters all one word to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus and with a new updated web- website you're going to see there's a lot of different opportunities to win and other other chances you want to bet on on how many yards such and such player make maybe check out Najee harris what's his over under and how many total yards from scrimmage that's something that steelers fans you can bet on and win money right on bet online it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football to basketball to boxing right down to horse racing don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, where the game starts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Jenna Harner. We're going to get into our week five picks. Now, Jenna, you and I once again tied 
last week. How do we keep doing this? What What is up with this? Why are you copying me? Just because I beat you in fantasy football all the time. We had to clicks. Uh-uh. I don't want to hear it. No, no. <laughs> we both... We both, uh, uh, I believe. Wait, let me, let me let me make sure I get the exact numbers right here because I'm looking at the standings of our run your pool. By the way, if you want to pick with us, you can. If you pick the most picks correct in all NFL games by the end of the season, you will win a Steelers jersey of your choice from RunYourPool.com, one of our great sponsors here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Be sure to 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 go and check the description of this video on youtube and if you click you click on that description you'll see a link to join our pick'em league where we've been picking all the games you can still catch up there is time to do that all right but jenna i'm looking through here um okay there i am i got i went 10 and 6 last week as did you so there are there are a lot of people who went really well congratulations congratulations to last week's winner robert miller who went 13 and 3 on the picks, Robert, heck of a job on your part. And yeah. now we, we have two players tied for first place in the league right now. We have Dan Jay and Dozer 21, uh, who both are 36 and 12 on the season. Wow. They are tied for first. We have a, a few people in third place. We have Juju Pick Schuster. Love name, that. Right, clever name there at 35 and 13, as well as Richard Sam 9914. We're hanging in there. Jenna, you and I are tied at 14th right now with our 32 and 16 records we got to pick it up here i know seriously what is happening here what is happening well, and three that is impressive <laughs> that's impressive i mean that means you got the first round buy of, of your uh of your playoffs that year so yeah that, that, that's pretty good there go ahead robert miller with your bad self um right, but let's get into this week's picks because this is going to be uh this is an interesting week we have yeah. uh, it was a very interesting Thursday night football game between the NFC West showdown Rams and Seahawks. But let's get some of the ones that aren't that aren't, aren't so pulling out the way first. We got Jets at the Falcons, one and three at one and three. Jets, oh, oh you know, coming off a of one game here, um, going to the Falcons. I actually see the Jets taking this game. I saw that Calvin Ridley might not play. Remember, this game's in London, so it's going to yep. be a nine thirty kickoff um, here in the states, or uh, at least on the east on, on the on the east coast. But I'm going with the Jets. I think that they're going to build off momentum. The Falcons also stink. Uh, you know, I had them beating the Giants the other week. They did their job in that. Now I think they lose to the Jets because Ridley's hurt and they uh, they don't have too many answers. Wow, we are starting off with a different pick. I Let's go. I'm going with the Falcons because it's the Jets. I'm sorry. Zach Wilson, again, I need you to show me more. And until you can, I cannot go with the Jets. <laughs> That's that's my that's very very detailed rationalization there. I, 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 I love both of our explanations. Are it's the Falcons, it's the Jets, it's the same thing. That's why you know it's not going to be a good game. But um, do you bet that we are waking up for that? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I'm turning up for what you're talking about. I'm watching that game right before I drive to Heinz Field uh, to 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 watch to, to the Steelers play the Broncos. All right. Now this is a, a different kind of intriguing matchup. You got one and three Eagles at three and one Panthers. Panthers started off really hot. Went 3-0, lost last week. The Eagles, Jalen Hurts has been up and been down, put up a lot of points against the Chiefs. But now they're playing the Panthers, who just got Stephon Gilmore. I don't believe he'll play in this game, but they're hoping that he'll be back soon. They're still missing J.C. Horn at the cornerback position. I'm going to stick with the Panthers. They're at home. I think they'll be able to handle the Eagles with the defense that they bring. But what say you? I'm going with the Panthers, too, because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, the latest update I did read was that Christian McCaffrey is expected to return, or does he have one more week? Am I insane? 
I'm not. I'm actually not sure. I haven't, I haven't confirmed that yet. I thought I, I saw it was a, it was possible that he would, but it wasn't confirmed yet. Yeah. Um, but but he, here's my thing. Even with Chuba Hubbard back there, that defense I think is going to keep the Eagles in enough check that Sam yeah. Darnold's going to be able to make enough plays. And he's been he's been making plays with his legs and his arm. I think that's going to be a problem for the Eagles. That's that's why I'm picking the Panthers. And I think Jalen Hurts is just still too a little too inconsistent until he really has strings a couple nice games together in a row. I think that it's hard not to pick against the Panthers. Right on here. Now here's a very interesting matchup. Three and one Packers at three and one Bengals. Bengals have, have surprised a lot of people going three and one through four games. They're playing the Packers. They're at home. I'm going with the pack. I can't pick against Aaron Rodgers, especially the way yeah. he played last week. But Jenna, do you see an upset in the making here? This was a really tough one, and I believe the line is pretty close, at least as of the time that we're recording this. Um, I just I, – the Bengals look good. Don't get me wrong. You and I have talked about how impressive Joe Burrow has been and how mm -hmm. great I think he can be. I just think right now when you look at what the Packers bring to the table, you look at the performance they had last week. Again, hello, Randall Cobb. Welcome mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they just have too many diverse weapons on offense while the Bengals are still getting a little bit healthy when it comes to some of their main scoring threats. Um, this should be a good game. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, according to Sporting News, the line right now is uh, Green Bay minus three. So mm -hmm. typically in, in betting, in betting Sanders, you give the home team a three point boost. So yeah. basically they're saying that the, the Packers are about six points better than, than the Bengals. I like the way the Bengals have, have come out and made some plays. Joe Burrow's done some good things, but uh, I'm sorry. I, I like Aaron Rodgers a lot more in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, keeping it rolling here. We got the Patriots at the Texans, two, one and three teams. Listen, I know the Patriots are banged up. They just gave away Stephon Gilmore, but you know, he wasn't playing before Mac Jones, you know, can be hot and cold, but anything they got, is going to be better than Davis Mills. I'm going with the Patriots. Yeah. And I think for Mac Jones, that game last weekend going toe to toe, obviously it wasn't a crazy, crazy, crazy performance by any means, but playing in a game like that does so much for a rookie. And I think that for him is something that he can truly build on. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that next week because it's so important for these young guys to get confidence and the confidence that he has and he's kind of continuing to bring in, I think, is going to bode really well. And this is another good game to build that confidence when the Texans are just not good. Yeah, they're, the Patriots are favored by nine in this one. It's I don't think this is going to be a particularly close game, uh, even though the Patriots themselves aren't that great of a team. But the next game here, kind of a must-win game for the Titans. They're 2-2. Two and two. They're, they're going to on the road to play the Jaguars at 0-4. Uh, you know, this is a game where the Jaguars, the Titans, they lost to the Jets. They're like, like, what what happened there? This was supposed to be one of the teams that I pegged to be a better team this year with Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. Now, I do believe at least A.J. Brown will be back this week. That's good news for them. I I'm picking the Titans, but, Jen, if they lose this, this is the, that's a panic button situation because they, they, don't, they don't have the same problems the Steelers do. No, you cannot lose to the Jets and the Jaguars in back-to-back -back weeks. That is Ooh. just a recipe for straight-up disaster. And I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Titans, obviously Derrick Henry had himself a week last week, even with the fact that his team's losing. And when you have a guy like him against a Jaguars pass rush that is not spectacular, because, again, there's not a whole lot that is spectacular about the Jags at this point. I just, you know, I see this game being a really good hey, let's get back on track. We know what we bring to the table type of game for the Titans. 
Absolutely. NFC North showdown. 0-4 Lions at the 1-3 Vikings. I mean, this is just two painful franchises that just keep getting just getting hit over the head and hit over the head, which is bad luck upon the Lions losing in the, the way they did with the field goal from Justin Tucker that doinked over the crossbar. The Vikings losing when their kicker missed. They could they had the chance to, to, to stop the Cardinals from being the last undefeated team back at the week two. This is to hurt up teams emotionally, but I'm going with the Vikings. They're at home. And I just think they're the better team. I think so, too. I think the weapons that they have on offense should be able to propel them past Detroit. But this also could be one of those really wild games that you just kind of see, like, low scoring back and forth. Both defenses find ways to score, uh, even though they're not spectacular. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that the Vikings win this game just because, again, Detroit seems to lose games like these, especially if they're in them and they're close. The Dolphins play the Buccaneers. It's a battle for Florida. Um, check checking out here. Battle for South Florida, to be more more specific. Uh, but uh, Tampa Bay, they're coming off that tough loss. Uh, you know, they, they the to the to the Rams. They bounce back and beat the Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady knows the Dolphins. Uh, they typically the Dolphins would be a team that would be occasionally give. Uh, Tom Brady some troubles, but I think that the Buccaneers after last week or after la two weeks ago, they're not going to be in the mood to drop this one. Even if the Dolphins make it close, I still think the Buccaneers win it. Yeah, I think so too. This is just a Dolphins team that's obviously hurt, obviously dealing with injuries and wasn't gelling entirely when they weren't dealing with injuries and when they weren't hurt and when they were without Tua or when they were, sorry, when they had Tua. Now, obviously without Tua, you have Jacoby Brissett in, who's a fine quarterback, but also, you know, you're not asking Jacoby Brissett to lead the charge, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I'm, I'm right with you on that. Um, now, here's a, here's a, these are two teams that are tough to figure out. Two and two Saints at two and two Washington. Yes. What do we do with that? I, what do we do with that? This feels like a flip the coin one for me, other than the fact that Washington's defense, I mean, I just, I look at Chase Young. I think he's just such an X factor in so many games that in these seemingly very evenly matched games, especially with two teams who you really can't tell their identity up to this point, I always look for who has the better playmaker when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. And I just think that Chase Young being who he is, I think also you and I have talked, Taylor Heineke making some big plays and getting you some football fantasy points. It's fine. We're fine. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, but I, I think that Washington just for me feels a little bit more complete. And I think that they're getting really, they're kind of getting some good things going, obviously losing Fitzmagic, having Taylor Heineke come in, play that role, kind of, you know, giving his team a little bit of a spark. I almost want to say it feels like what a little bit of the duck Hodges era was in Pittsburgh, just because <laughs> of like, guys that you don't really have a whole lot of expectations for because you didn't even think they would be in that point in the game in right. the first place. And you're like, hey, look, he's doing good things. So I'm going Washington, although, again, this is going to be a wonky one. I'm going Washington as well. I just think Taylor Heineke, uh, he's playing better than Jameis Winston is right now. Um, so I, you know, I'll, I'll roll with that pick here. Now, this is a very interesting game and probably the game that most Steelers fans will be watching at the four o'clock hour. It's the three and one Browns with the three and one Chargers. Browns eat the victory out against the Raiders last week. I believe the Chargers, they uh, they, they did they did their thing and holding it down against the uh, no, oh, 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 sorry. Browns beat yeah, yeah. the Vikings. Chargers yeah. beat the Raiders. Look at me. I'm thinking way too far ahead. Um, but uh, there's a lot of games to talk about. There's a lot of games to talk about here. But I'm going with the home team. I'm going with the Chargers, even though yeah. their home team home games aren't really home games because they don't really no fans really show up to, to their stadium. But uh, the Browns looked really bad to me last week with uh, with the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. You know, kind of helped them out with not 
completing the ball enough. I think Justin Herbert is, if he comes out, I think he's going to to make some big plays here. And if they can get a lead on the Browns, I'm not so sure that that, that Baker Mayfield has it in him to, uh, to make some big plays here. But what do you say, Jenna? I think Justin Herbert, watching him on Monday Night Football, he is spectacular. And we are seeing so much growth from him. He is, he's one of, honestly, one of my favorite young quarterbacks to mm-hmm. watch. Just in the way that he carries himself, the poise that he has, the, what touchdown was it in that game? It was in the corner of the end zone. Why am I forgetting who it was to? Oh, but in one of his touchdowns, I mean, all of his touchdowns are great, but like one of them was just so magical. It was a throw that I'm like, you should not be able to make that throw and make (laughs) it look that easy. So I really like what he's been doing. And on the flip side of the coin, Baker Mayfield has not looked fantastic. He has not looked anywhere near, I think he wants to be nor his team needs him to be and so again if you i agree if you know we see la build a lead even a 10 point lead i just don't see the browns coming back from that yeah i'm right with you on that one bears at raiders it's the khalil mack revenge game um he gets to play his old team but i'm going with the raiders they've been playing con- more consistent football than the bears have and they'll they've been getting pressure whereas the bears have not done a good job protecting justin fields that's exactly what this game comes down to in my mind. When you have a guy like Max Crosby, who I'm pretty sure leads almost every defensive stat, if not in the top five, he's been unbelievable to watch. We saw what he did against the Steelers, of course, but I think he's just a guy that is going to get in Justin Fields' face and make it a really long day for the Bears rookie quarterback. Absolutely. Interesting NFC West showdown. Two and two Niners at four and oh Cardinals. Cardinals, last undefeated team in the country. But uh the Niners at two and two, they they've had some really big ups and some really big downs. Um, they almost eked out a win over the Packers. If they beat the Packers in that in that close game, they're three and one. And we're talking about this being a potential game of the week. I'm sticking with the Cardinals, though. They're at home. Kyler Murray's been playing very well, though I am intrigued to see how he does against this Bosa defense. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one to watch for sure. I just kind of, to me, it really feels like this is a game that the Cardinals should win with the way that they've been rolling, with how Kyler Murray has looked, with how that offense has been consistently performing, especially beating a team like the Rams who came off, you know, we thought the Rams were the best team in the NFL and then they go to uh, Arizona and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, hold on. What happened there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I like the cards in this one. Cowboys hosting the Giants. I mean, I know you're a Giants fan, but that's just that's a tough one. Yeah, um, if you're not picking, I'm picking the Cowboys. In this. Yeah, I'm picking the Cowboys. That's just yeah. that's just too tough. Now, here's the game of the week for sure: Bills at Chiefs, three and one at two and two AFC uh, Championship rematch. Chiefs have you know their offense is still explosive, but their defense has struggled while the Bills' defense has shut two teams out. And uh, it's been very interesting to watch both of these teams this year. I'm going with the Bills. I think that they've got a more complete team than the Chiefs right now. Even though Patrick Mahomes, I expect it to lighten it up in this game. I think that Josh Allen keeps right up with him. And it's going to be a big play at the end that decides this. But I think it's going to be the Bills defense making a big play that that helps them put put them over the top in the end. But do you agree with that? Or are the Chiefs going to win at home and kind of keep their domination over the Bills? I think this is going to be not only an incredibly fun game, but a shootout. I think we're going to see both of these quarterbacks go, you know, eye for eye, back and forth. There's going to be, you know, so many lead changes, all the point swings. 
But I think when it comes down to defenses, it's going to be which defense can hold up against which quarterback. And I think Josh Allen's matchup against the Chiefs secondary, I like that so much more than I do Patrick Mahomes against <coughs> excuse me, guys like Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, all of those really big Bills playmakers on defense. Absolutely. Last game here, Monday Night Football, a uh, battle of two franchises that don't, uh, don't like each other. Uh, the Colts and the Ravens, you know, of course, the Ravens took – uh, there's the took the or no excuse me uh indianapolis took the colts from baltimore and so the ravens had to had to eventually become a franchise uh but the colts i know that they won last week but they're one and three the ravens are playing much better football i'm sticking with them at three and one yeah it's hard to argue against the ravens here just because there are so many question marks when it comes to the colts again how is carson wentz doing how is he playing how is their defense holding up? I, I just think this one, it feels too, again, there's always going to be one or two random upsets, and I could see this game being that way, but just my gut, I feel like I have to go with Baltimore. We're going to be right back here pick, giving you our pick on the Pittsburgh Steelers game as well as our top matchup that we think plays into the results here. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Built Bar. If you want a healthy treat that tastes like a candy bar, Built Bar is the protein bar for you. It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. It comes in so many different flavors. Whether you want a fruity snack like raspberry, strawberry, or orange, or something different like salted caramel, cookies and cream, Rocky Road, my personal favorite, double chocolate. Actually, again, uh, my personal favorite is actually real cookie dough. You put it in the fridge. It's so awesome. I only got like two more running out. I need to order some more from built.com where you can get your own flavor delivered right to your door by going to built.com when you do that be sure to use the promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 locked 15 to get 15 percent off your order remember built bars range from 130 to 180 calories while packing 17 to 18 grams of protein four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs it's the healthy snack that's the best treat for you to stay on top of your diet again go to built.com use the promo code locked 15 you'll get 15 percent off your next order again that's code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com wrapping things up here in the locked on steelers podcast jenna it's time to talk about this steelers matchup now there's been a lot of talk about von miller there's a lot of talk about this offense and needing to protect Ben Roethlisberger, needing to run the ball, this defense, needing to get after the, the other team. You know, I talked to uh, uh, Cody and Sarah. They're the two hosts of the Locked On Broncos podcast. And the two of the two of them were like, man, like, you know, you guys are looking at your offensive line and, and our pass rush, but we're doing the same thing on the other way around. What do you think is the biggest key to this game? that's going to determine the outcome. Is it going to be the Steelers defense, the Steelers offense, you know, a pass rush or a coverage unit or, or a quarterback or a running game. that's going to determine this. So I feel like the easy answer here would be to say Ben Roethlisberger and how he plays. So with that caveat aside, because of course that's the glaringly obvious I'm going with the defense, the Steelers defense, making a splash play. Mm. We have, you know, other than, I mean, obviously special teams with the black punt, but we haven't seen, you know, we've seen TJ Watt get four, you know, force fumbles make, you know, opposing quarterbacks feel really uncomfortable, but they haven't had that big catastrophic, you know, block of field goal and returning for a touchdown. Again, granted, special teams, of course. But the defense themselves, we almost saw make it Fitzpatrick have that interception. You know, we all there's been those almost moments. Joe Hayden, I believe, has almost had an interception in one mm. game. You need that 
pick six or you just need, uh, you know, force a fumble, take it down way into their territory, something where it puts the offense, either the defense scores or it puts the offense in a very good position to score. You make a splash play like that, carrying momentum in this game is going to be huge. So, of course, with Ben playing, he needs to obviously find some more consistency, hit those receivers. But I also think the defense needs to make a splash play. We heard Mike Tomlin talk about it earlier in the week. And I think this could be obviously depending on the quarterback situation in Denver, whether Teddy Bridgewater does come back from the concussion protocol or Mm -hmm. Drew Locke plays, this could fare really well for the Steelers defense to make that splash play in this game. Absolutely. The splash play is going to be huge. You know, that's something that Mika Fitzpatrick talked about how they need to do that to improve uh, and they need to do that to help their team out. Um, so Jenna, I'm going to steer away from that. I'm going to go back to actually something you alluded to in the very first part of your, your breakdown there. I think a lot of this does come down to Ben Roethlisberger, the, the Broncos, they picked him off last year when they put, when these two teams played, Ben has to understand where the safeties are going. He has to be up, be in a, be in a position where if they're showing too high and they're switching to single, you got to be able to, to, to predict it, see it and then make the adjustment off of that. He's being too slow switching off of his reads. He's being too slow going through his progressions. And that's where I see the biggest problem for the Steelers. If he can, I'm not asking him to, to, to for the, I'm asking him to throw three touchdowns and no interceptions in this game. But if he's able to consistently move the ball on possession downs, avoid the sacks, avoid the turnovers, give his receivers the best chances to make plays, and then set it up so that Najee Harris can get going in the ground game. That, to me, is the key to victory for the Steelers. He does that, the defense will feed off of it, and then all will be well in Pittsburgh, and people will be changing their tune on the Pittsburgh Steelers going into the following week. Jenna, it's time to give our final score predictions. What you got? I'm going a little bit low scoring in this one. I'm going 21-14 Steelers. I think that... They do find some consistency. I think we do see some glimmers of good things from Ben because I think he knows how crucial this game is to a lot of things moving forward for this team. But again, I think the defense, we see something from the defense in terms of creating a big splash type of play. And I think, you know, again, we've seen good things from Deontay Johnson. We've seen good things from Najee Harris. I think also the run game continues to build in this one too. So yeah, 21-14 Steelers. I'm going with a similar score. I'm saying 20 to 13. I think it's going to be a, you know, a single touchdown game, but I see some field goals coming into play here uh, for both teams. It will be a defensive game. It will be a game where I think you'll see a good amount, a good amount of turnovers from both sides. Yeah. But I do think this is a game where we start to see some progress from Ben Roethlisberger or the offense as a whole. I do think Najee Harris gets a couple scores in this game, finishing off drives. The Steelers' biggest thing is, hey, just get to the red zone. Push the ball. Have some drives. Take some time off the clock. Let that be, let that be your key there. And then whoever starts a quarterback, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, the Steelers got to be prepared. They got to take away the big plays. Don't let them hit you over the top. Force these guys to be consistent. And then when they have to be consistent, that's when you're going to trust that TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Minka Fitzpatrick, Devin Bush, those guys are going to step up and make big plays for you all around the field. So both of us have the Steelers winning by seven. We both picked the Steelers to lose last week, and it came true. So you can't say it's on us now, guys. We, yep. We're we're not dooming the Steelers with our picks. So please take that off us. Uh, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. All right, Jenna, thanks so much for uh, <laughs> thanks so much for doing this. As always on Fridays, it's a joy to have you with us. Please let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. It is so glad. It's so it's such a wonderful. 
thing to be here on Thursdays so or Fridays. Wow. There you go. Well, yeah, you know, uh, we're, we're figuring it out. It's wonderful to be here on a Friday. So thank you so much for having me. As always, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram, Jenna underscore Harner. Uh, and on WPXI, kind of consistently, we have a ton of good stuff. Chris and I do our Friday football coverage, uh, Skylights, every Friday. Um, we got a whole lot of really cool stuff, so definitely uh, tune in. Absolutely. Thank you, all those, for who tune in with us. I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, anywhere we're hosted. Like our video on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as give us a five-star rating with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. You get a special shout-out at the end of the show when you do. From Chris Carter and Jenna Harner, we hope everyone has a great weekend. I'll be back in your ears and on your screen Sunday evening, giving you a quick recap on the Pittsburgh Steelers to get you ready for the rest of your week. Hopefully, you'll be able to enjoy a victory Monday.